Welcome to another episode of Based News Network. I am Punk Revolution Now, aka Kayo, here with Jonah Varka, aka Sophie. Say hi, Sophie. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. There's two people. There's two people here. Yeah. There's two people here. Yeah. There's two people. There are two people. Okay. Well, let's just let's just go ahead and start by talking about. So first and foremost, everybody, we have some very exciting news for Sophie and I, which is we have a Patreon now. Yay! So it's Patreon. It's Patreon. Listen up, everybody. Patreon.com slash Based News Network. Patreon.com slash Based News Network. You can join Look, the epic tier, but you don't have to. You can. You don't have to do it. We're not going to take anything and hide it behind there. We are going to be adding some extra episodes behind there, though. So right now we have one episode a week for, for free as we've been doing for the past like year. Now we're doing that still one episode a week. Everyone can listen. Well, but we also maybe, have a couple bonus. I don't know about it's going to be like two a month, right? So for, for now... That's yeah, yeah. So we have we have one episode a week for free, and then we're gonna have two episodes a month that you can only get if you're on Patreon with us. Yes, that is correct. Two bonus episodes in the so if you're so if you don't subscribe to the Patreon, you're you're not you're not you're not losing anything. You just have more to gain by right, actually joining right. the Patreon. Yeah. You know, and we're not gonna push it too too hard because we want everybody to have you know, a good time here on our base news network and we don't want people who can't afford $5 a month. Look, if you can't afford $5 a month to listen to the base news network, Patreon, you need to, you need to just put in the extra hours at work. <laughs> okay. You're missing that the valuable news. That reminds me of that one meme of like Khloe Kardashian and like one of someone like tweeted, like I picked up five f- extra ships. Sh- sorry. I picked up five extra shifts so I could afford the new Khloe Kardashian jeans. And then Khloe Kardashian replied saying, Oh, that's so cute. I hope you love them. Yes. Yeah, so go ahead and do that. Um, but for real folks, Sophie and I put a lot of work into this podcast. It's a really sweet thing, you, you know, just to do it if you have the cash. But um, and you know, Sophie and I just just to support us, just to support it, you know, us. That's the most important thing. It's a lot of work. Yeah, we and... want we want to expand. We want to like hopefully we can do a bonus Patreon episode every week. Hopefully we can do video you know content as well. I know lots of people like video with their podcasts. So we want to expand and also all that. We work a lot, so that's all that. We're not going to push it more anymore. We just wanted to drop that out there. patreoncom slash network. Five dollars a month, easy peasy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Alrighty. Now that that's out of the way. Now that we're r- raking in the money, let's talk about the news that we're getting paid to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Support independent. <laughs> support independent CNN news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So if you so, could take, the, you could take the news. You could take the first. Oh, news I can. I can take the. I, I can take the news. I just did the sales right, pitch. I'll, so. I'll, I'll take I'll take the news. I'll take the news. So the official news today is that as many of you I'm sure know, Taylor Swift released a remix of her song Karma from Midnight's featuring Ice Spice. And I don't know, this is just my personal opinion, right? I'm already kind of sick of hearing this song and to see that there's a remix coming out with like one of the most like exciting or like 
viral artist is like just disappointing. But that's not even the main point. The main point is that it's Ice Spice who has been involved in this Taylor Swift, Maddie Healy drama because Maddie Healy was on the Adam Friedland show and he and the host of that show were sort of laughing and joking about Ice Spice in a racist and sexist way. It was really gross. We kind of covered it earlier. And now we see Taylor Swift, who who has, of course, been facing backlash for dating him, considering, like, everything that's been going on. Suddenly now she's collaborating with her, and suddenly now it was Ice Spice who reached out to Taylor Swift to collaborate. So... It's obviously, I think it's obviously a PR move to say, like, hey, Ice Spice and I are cool, like, we're, like, two women, like, working together and making music, and, you know what I mean? Without directly addressing it. Oh, like, my boyfriend got in trouble for, like, saying horrible things about Ice Spice. I'm going to collaborate with her. Yeah, it's, it's a business move. It's a business move. One hundred percent. It's a smart business move. It's, it's regardless, even even if it weren't about the controversy, like c- collaborating with Ice Spice is a business move in an, in and of itself because of her popularity right now. Yeah, it's just it's really sad, you know. It's so just to just to clarify here, because um, so everyone like just really understands the extent of how kind of gross this is. Maddie Healy said Maddie Healy on a podcast said. To, that Ice Spice looks like a like a chubby Chinese boy. Was that what it was? Was no, I don't. I don't know if we need. I mean, he he. I don't think it was him who said that. I think it was either Adam, like one of the people, like the host that said that. That were compared, um, Ice Spice to a chubby Chinese lady, which is obviously extremely racist. Um, but Maddie Healy was like laughing in the background and was like obviously going along with it and doing accents and stuff and also talked about her um private parts and stuff in a really gross way yeah so i just i I know it's like kind of like sensitive topics we could have avoided but i just wanted to lay it out there just so people understand this is like you know it's pretty explicitly like bad stuff that maddie healy was saying it's it's not it's not like some light-hearted you know jokes they were getting pretty bad pretty pretty misogynist and and racist and everything and um i don't know has taylor swift actually acknowledged any of the yeah so that's the thing is taylor swift does not acknowledge like has not even acknowledged the fact that a lot of her fans are really upset with her right now a lot of people are upset with her right now it's yeah i've been seeing i've been seeing so many swifties like sort of spiraling and uh having an existential crisis because they have devoted so much of their lives and money and time to standing Taylor Swift to supporting her. And to see this is really disappointing to them and sort of waking them up from the illusion that is Taylor Swift, because this is not the first time she's made a business decision to distract from her own controversies, right? Like she has a history of similar behavior. So I think a lot of Swifties are waking up to it, and it's. I feel bad for them. I really do. I mean, I I don't know how else to put this, but like, I feel like Taylor Swift does a lot of things like this that just are just so obviously like calculated business moves. 
rather than any sort of like artistic decisions that like I mean I know I've talked about this a million times like the point of music and art is to like literally be an artist not a business person you know this is just kind of like I like I, I we can go through like several kind of examples of this like I I know one that comes to my mind a lot is just like Taylor Swift re-recording a lot of albums and then releasing them again. So I know I know she framed it as like kind of a justice sort of thing, but it was really just to be able to make all the money off the songs rather than having to pay a fee to the the record labels, which I know is a whole deal. But it was it was a business decision. It was a business decision that I think is kind of you know putting money over artistic integrity. And I don't understand how Taylor Swift didn't get any criticism for it whatsoever. It, I, like I said, I think she did a good job framing it as like a justice thing. Like as well, she is an expert in public relations and business, right? So she has a way about her that she's really good at navigating this sort of thing. Which, of course, is why I was so surprised that she is, you know, public about dating him. No, she hasn't come out and said I'm dating Matt Healy, but. She's been seen with him multiple times now. She's not trying to hide it. It's She hasn't denied it. It's very obvious that it's happening right now, right? Yeah. Well, I have to say, too, you know, another part of this also is I don't know what the, what exactly is going through Ice Spice's mind. Maybe Ice Spice has a sense of humor where she, you know, finds the kind of stuff that was going on on the Adam Friedland podcast funny and didn't take offense to it. I don't know how you could not take offense to that. I really don't know. Yeah, I think she probably did, but she. it seems to me, if it's true that she reached out to Taylor Swift to be on this song, that is also a pretty cold and calculating move on Ice Spice's part as well. Because Taylor Swift is, like, the most famous artist alive right now. Ice Spice, who knows, maybe she thought, well, I have some leverage right now with Taylor Swift. I have an That's opportunity. Possible. You know, who knows? I, mean, I don't know. I'm obviously not upset with Ice Spice over this. It's not her fault. Um, you know, it's possible that they were planning this collaboration before this all came out, but it's hard to say. But the release of it is definitely deliberate. No question. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good point. Well, I have to say, though, I feel like it's still kind of a, a, a low It's a low blow from Taylor Swift. Because why are you giving Ice Spice a feature on your worst song? Also, it just doesn't make any sense with Ice Spice. Like, no. A really weird, a really strange situation all around. It's definitely just kind of puts a bad, a bad taste in my mouth. It, it's, it, like I said, like, like we've said, it just feels very, like, very corporate, very calculated, very, like, I don't know. What's the, what exactly is the point of being, like, a musician and being an artist? Like, if this is how you're going to operate, where you're just kind of, like, making these artistic decisions based off like politics it's like and what i'm and who is i'm sorry who is listening to this stuff i'm sorry but like come on like it's literally well, like yeah i mean a lot of people are listening there's no like you can't deny that you know as much as we both aren't really big fans of her music but there's no question that like you said like she's like the biggest star in terms of music like right now would you agree like she's this force, this like ex- like huge force in pop right now, and I feel like she's had that for a while, but it's really intense right now. Yeah, especially with her tour going on right now too. The Eras tour, and I've seen on TikTok, I've seen a lot of criticism of the Eras tour, like overcharging. Um, apparently that apparently this and this is this is from TikTok. Okay, so I don't know how accurate it is, but I think 
it was pretty accurate. And the person was saying basically like, yeah, like Taylor Swift is poised to make like 500 million from this tour, which is like her income right now. Like she's going to double her income. So she's going to be a billionaire after this tour, apparently, according to TikTok. So take this with a grain of salt. But there's all sorts of like kind of behind the scenes, businessy sort of calculated stuff going on. Just just even beyond the drama with uh, Maddie Healy and not to mention the whole uh, jet thing and how she said, oh, well, we lend we were lending out the jet. Um, But she didn't need to do that. You know what I mean? Like she was, she made the most emissions from that. Oh yeah, that's right. The jet thing too. Yeah, yeah. And I was said, I said that she was uh, flying over the Atlantic Ocean to the UK to hang out with her racist boyfriend in London. Oh my god. Yeah. That's what's going on. That's that's well. No, now that you spell it out, like Sophie, like yeah, I, I'm sure the half a billion dollars is going to be taxed, and like a lot of it's going to go to costs associated with the tour. But the bottom line is, when there's a half a billion dollars on the line. That is kind of that kind of adds a lot more clarity. It's like, oh, that's why she's hoarding. She's hoarding. Yeah, no, that's you. You see why she's doing it. Yeah, exactly. Everything makes a lot more sense when there's half a billion dollars on the line. That's why you, you know, hush up about your your boyfriend's problematic behavior. That's why you get an ice spice feature dropping well, and everything. Why does she? Why did she date him? Why would she date him if she cares about about that money? It just isn't, that's the one thing that I can't get over. I guess she just, she just must be like really into him like a lot. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, um, so yeah, I don't look, I, I don't want to look, there's a lot of things we don't know about the story, the ins and outs. We don't know exactly why Taylor Swift, Ice Spice, they're all making the decisions they're making, but it puts a really bad taste in my mouth. It seems like Taylor Swift is prioritizing I don't want to, I don't know how else to put this like money and then also just like kind of her own ca- like sh- personal infatuation you know with over like her fans and over like I don't know art artistic integrity which I mean like I said um, half a- and also like people of color Jewish people like you know what I mean yeah I mean I don't know I guess you know, I'm just thinking if. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, being by associated with Maddie Healy. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. What I true. Mean? True. I guess I'm just thinking, like, if I were in Taylor Swift's shoes, what would I do, or what would you do? Probably just not date Maddie Healy. It's probably the easiest thing to do. That's what I would do. I wouldn't date him. Yeah, I guess that's period. that's probably yeah. That's like, why are you into? Why are you into this guy if he's saying this shit? Yeah. Like, what? What is? How is he attractive to yeah, you? Yeah, and you know, like. And you know, has Maddie has Matt, Let me see. Has Maddie Healy apologized for this even? Let me see. Um, he may have to. I think he. I think he may have to Ice Spice, but I think I remember it being like kind of a lame apology. Let's see here. Yeah, he says, "I'm kind of a bit sorry if I've offended you." I'm kind of a bit sorry if I offended you. That's a little. That's got to be the worst apology ever. That's like, that's the narcissist's apology where it's not your. It's not his fault. It's your. I'm fault. kind of. Bro said I'm kinda a bit sorry if I offended you. Which is you. already if like I bad. You. If I offended you, which is if I offended you, you should never say that an apology. We know yeah, this because that means it's your fault. You're. You know, Maddie Healy is clearly not. Maddie Healy is clearly not the PR mastermind 
that Taylor yeah, Swift is. Yeah, because if Maddie Healy said, like, you know, I didn't know what I was getting to on the podcast, because, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson was just on the podcast, too. Like, lots of people go on the podcast. If, if Maddie Healy was like, I didn't know what I was getting into, I was laughing because I was nervous, I didn't like the jokes or whatever, you know, maybe I could kind of see, okay, that's, you know, uh, not great, but I can kind of, you know, understand... Well, there's a big difference between that and playing along with the joke. Well, he was contributing yeah, too. Yeah, he was. He was. He he was doing accents. He they were talking about her private parts. It was really disgusting. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. So there's really it's really not like a there's no gray there's no gray lines here. It's like um So okay, anything else so I know, I know we, we kind of spent a 15 minutes on this topic so yeah um, yeah we gotta i think we gotta move along but i think this is an important update in the saga the taylor swift saga which we have been covering for nearly a year now honestly like it's always taylor swift taylor swift i'm kind of sick of it so without further ado how about we talk about something a little more important (laughs) a little bit more a little bit more exciting so Sophie's going to hand this one off to me just because I really know the ins and outs of this very well. And it's the it's the debt ceiling deal that was just reached between Joe Biden and the and the Republicans in the House of Representatives. And I want to just go ahead and say right off the bat, like this, this sounds like the most boring thing ever to talk about the debt ceiling. Um, And I want to just like, say right now that if you look like the reason we're talking about it is not because it's important, even though it is important, but because if you, I want everyone to just understand if you look under the hood of what's going on in this deal, it is disgusting and it is actually a very violent, a very violent occurrence. And I know that sounds like like hyperbolic, like a crazy like leftist thing to say, hyperbolic leftist thing to say. I'm not being hyperbolic. What's actually happened? What's this whole debt ceiling crisis is actually insane and sickening, and it has a lot. And yeah, yeah. for context, I just want to say, everyone, like Kyle studied economics in at NYU. Like he's Mm -hmm. he knows what he's talking about here. Yeah. So I'm happy to trans because what happens is the you know Washington, or I'm sorry, the uh, Wall Street Journal and you know New York Times. But but given the nature of the topic, you read the headlines, debt ceiling, deficits, blah, 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 boring, boring, boring stuff. Lots of people don't really follow it. You know, they don't like seeing high debt. They don't like seeing inflation, whatever. And that's that. And that's totally reasonable. But I'm going to tr- I'm going to translate kind of what's going on here. So in the United States, there is an arbit completely arbitrary law that says America cannot have debt that is higher than this number okay completely there's there's basically no other country in the world that like puts a limitation on their own government for how much debt the government can take out the United States has this limitation and they've raised it dozens and dozens of dozens of times throughout U.S. history I think maybe even over a hundred times hundreds possibly so completely pointless law imagine that you have rent due on June 1st okay you have rent due on June 1st, and rent is like $1,000. And in order to pay rent on June 1st, you need to take $1,000 You need to take $1, out of your, credit car, out of your credit card and pay the landlord, all right? And if you don't pay the landlord, the landlord is going to literally come over and shoot you in the face. So maybe you don't like putting $1,000 onto your credit card, but it's literally between... 
$1,000 on your credit card or getting shot in the face. Like it's a pretty easy call. And let's say you're also making a ton of money. So paying off $1,000 on the credit card is not really that big of a deal. Um, so the choices here is literally like, do you pay the landlord the rent that's due? Um, or do you default and say, I'm not going to be able to pay um, because of a completely made up rule that you are putting upon yourselves. The credit card company is like, yeah, we can give you $1,000, no problem. But you, for some reason in your head, because you're mentally ill or something, have like told yourself, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not actually going to take, I'm not allowed to take $1,000 out. Even though you can, you just have put this arbitrary rule on yourself. And this arbitrary rule literally could result you in you getting shot in the face. So that's this, so that's basically the, the, trying to simplify here the, the terms like there's no reason to limit like the united states has already agreed to pay a ton of money to a bunch of obligations they have like they've already have like those agreements in place and if they don't pay it they're going to have to default on their debt which would send the united states into a gigantic gigantic recession a global recession the entire world would go into a recession if they defaulted on the debt so republicans who now control the house have said so what they're what they're doing is saying we have we have the ability as like the house to to pass a bill that raises the debt ceiling so America doesn't have to get shot in the face so American can pay, can pay can pay the things they've already so, like signed contracts saying they're going to pay. Republicans say we're only going to raise the debt ceiling if you do things that we want. It's ex, it's extortion is the simple way. It's like uh, the choices are either America defaults on their debt, sends the entire country into an extremely severe recession, depression, that would literally make America poorer for, like, the remainder of America's history. That's how, like, severe it would be. Or you do what the Republicans want. And what the Republicans have put forward, so what they're, so Republicans are saying is they're saying, look, we want, you know, the deficit is too large. The fact that we're about to hit the debt ceiling is proof that the deficit is too large. So we want to, we want to like cut some spending here and there in order to get the deficit under control. And then we'll be willing to raise the debt ceiling. And I think, you know, it, at face value, if you hear that, that sounds kind of reasonable. Like, okay, yeah, we, you know, our debt is getting higher. We're about to hit this ceiling again. Um, Republicans want to like trim down on the debt. So yeah, sure. We'll trim down. We'll trim down on the deficit and when reduce the debt, and then in return we'll raise the debt ceiling. Like that, I think to like the average person sounds like really bland, boring, and like probably kind of reasonable even. Um, but I think this is like the really important part here is if you you have to like like this. I think is where like you get like the best insights possible into like what. Republicans like actually really want because they have like they have like the country hostage. They're saying do what we want or we will send this entire country into a severe recession. That is those are the stakes. So you get to see, OK, now that they have the country by gunpoint, what are they asking for? And what they're asking for. Remember, like what how they're presenting it to the public is that they want to reduce the deficits. But what they're asking for are. Tax cuts which increases the deficit, and cutting spending on the IRS, all right? The IRS is the organization in the United States that collects taxes, and right now the IRS is underfunded. So the IRS 
doesn't have enough money to collect all the taxes that like are by law supposed to be collected. So right now, we, as you probably are aware, we have a lot of rich people in the United States and large corporations in the United States that are avoiding paying taxes that they're legally supposed to be paying. But because the, the, the tax police, the IRS, don't have the money to actually enforce the tax laws, lots of rich people are not paying taxes that they're legally supposed to. So what I'm basically saying is if you cut the IRS spending by $10 billion, you know, the Republicans can say, we just saved you $10 billion, but you cut it by $10 billion, then the IRS is actually not able to collect $100 billion in taxes for the rich. So it's, 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 it's actually, when you look at it, it's deficit increasing stuff. It's stuff that increases the deficit. So Republicans are saying we need to hold the country hostage in order to reduce the deficit. And then they're coming with a deal that increases the deficit, which is like, you know, absolutely insane. But you have to understand, it's like, this is where I'm saying is like, once you have this intense hostage situation where the Republicans are holding the country hostage Mm. to get whatever they want. They're showing you exactly what they're all about. This is like the raw, dirty, you know, once you get past all the theatrics of Trump and all of the Republicans kissing Trump's ass to get whatever they want, this is why they're doing it. The Republicans are kissing Trump's ass in order to to win power, in order to do exactly this, which is cut taxes for the rich at all costs. It's very disturbing. It's very disturbing. It's it's actually insanity. It's 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 violent. You know, it's yeah, saying that's disgusting. We are going to you know if they if they put a country in, if they default on the debt, it's a gigantic recession. Recessions, you see an increase in mortality. You see people increase in suicide. You see a decrease in lifespans. If you ever lost your job in a recession, this is not a surprise. Recessions are hor- horrific. They're horrific, and Republicans are saying. We will put this country into a recession if you do not give us our tax cuts. And the Democrats had their back against the wall because if they agree to the tax cuts, that's obviously a horrible thing for like their like de- Democratic voters. But if they send the country into recession, voters are going to get mad at the Democrats and Joe Biden. They don't know about the ins and outs of like what's going on here with this deal. You blame the president when there's a recession. So... Republicans have like all the negotiation power here. And so that's all just to say, finally, this weekend, there was a deal reached between the White House and Democrats and the Republicans. And well, it's bad. It's not as bad as a lot of people thought they did. They are cutting. They are cutting the spending of the IRS a little bit, not too much. But the big thing was what they're doing is they're adding work requirements for food stamps. So if you're someone who collects food stamps, Basically, a lot of people are about to lose their food stamps because of work requirements added to the food stamps. But I want to be really clear here that these work requirements, they're not reducing people. They're not in- they're not encouraging people to work. What they're doing is kicking people off food stamps because of paperwork they, they didn't fill out correctly. You know, lots of people who are on food stamps already have a job or are kids who can't get a job or are disabled people who can't get a job or are elderly people. So this is Republicans saving just a teeny, 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 teeny bit amount of money in, by, by just kicking random people off food stamps, like just because they, they're, that's they're not evil. It's completely evil. It's completely evil. And that's why I'm saying is like, this is sh- like shocking. Like this is like, I, this is like 
you know, lots of people, like, people who follow this closely will call it terrorism, you know, because I, I think it is, I think it's fair, you know, like, do you cut food stamps or else we're going to send the country into a recession, cut taxes for the rich. It's like absolutely insanity. There's no other way to put it. It's just like, you expect this stuff from like countries that are like still like developing, that are like really corrupt. They don't have like, you know, a proper government in place. So that's the whole story. I mean, we could go on and on and on about the ins and outs of the politics, but just want to give everybody a heads up that the deficit is not being reduced. The debt ceiling was increased, so we're not going into the recession. And a lot of people um, who are on food stamps are not going to have them anymore because they, they're not, they're not going to know about these little changes, technical changes to the law that's going to throw them off food stamps. And that, that, those concessions... You know, the Republicans were about to send our economy into recession in order to get. So that's where we're at right now. Great. Yeah. And now you know everything you need to know about the debt ceiling. Thank you for that explanation, Kyle. That is uh, really depressing and horrible. But Was it helpful? Was it helpful, though? Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, I, I won't lie. I don't know anything about this stuff. Um, Good. So, Good. yeah, I think this will be helpful. Yeah. I know we want to know about Taylor Swift and Ice Spice and all and Barbie, but sometimes we got to take a step back and really remember where we are and got to do the we have to know about the economics, guys. We we have to even though it's no fun to us. I thought it was fun. Probably fun to you. Fun to you. I think you explained it in a fun way. That's why Oh, good. Good. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's um I mean it's inter- it's interesting. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. Um, I you know I think the a lot of like I said a lot of countries they don't have like an arbitrary limit on the amount of debt they can take out. So hopefully soon, because this is something this was a big fight that happened back in two thousand eleven, and there was huge, you know, concessions. Obama made the Republicans exact same thing, um, but this time this time around it was scarier because the Republicans are like this time around somehow even crazier than they were in 2011. So it's like, oh my God, they might actually do it. You know, lots of Donald, like I said, Donald Trump was saying he, he wants there. he was saying, he, you know, he wanted there to be a default, you know, and then uh, on the CNN town hall. And then when asked why he thought there should be a default, he literally responded because Joe Biden is president, you know, like he's just outwardly telling people, yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, I think I, I would like this country to fall into a deep recession because it'll make Joe Biden look bad and it'll help my election chances. You know, just outwardly telling the so telling the game how it is like. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the uh, that's that's the tea. Thank you for that enlightening tea, Kayo. Um, let's shift to something a little more womanly. Um, we're going to talk about Target. <laughs> um this is also a a rather depressing story. Joining a long list now, I think of of corporate uh, entities and corporations, etc. Cave into right wing conspiracy theorists and bigots who are demonizing LGBTQ people. So the news is that Target released a a press release basically saying that they are acting in the interest and the safety of their employees because they're de- facing protesters and and people who are angry that LGB- that there is a LGBTQ 
uh, pride collection um, at Target. And Target has been doing pride collections for years now. This is nothing new. But there were a few um, controversial items that really got people angry online. There were um, talking bathing suits for um, trans women and... There were false claims made that the, that these were supposed to be used for children, which has been debunked, of course. And there was also some controversy because some designs were created by a a trans person whose um, personal website has like a shop that sells like kind of occult themed and like sort of satanic themed uh, like art. Um, There's like a pin that says like Satan respects pronouns. It's obviously in jest and it's there. It's, it's a personal thing. It it has nothing to do with the target pride collection, which was like more innocuous. And the target, just to clarify, target was not selling the, the, the shirts that had jokes about Satanism, right? No, it just had, it was just a designer. There was no Satan. No, the designer has just made that stuff in the past. So, yeah, Target did not specify what items they were uh, removing. And I saw a TikTok about this, actually, a, a, bush, a woman sharing her own experience. I, I hopefully getting her pronouns correct. Um, anyway, this person, they they said they saw these like lesbian flag scrunchies at Target um, and wanted to buy them. So they took them to like the self-checkout. And at the self-checkout at Target, they got, like, a pop-up saying, like, this item is not sold anymore. Um, and they talked to, like, the manager and, like, the ma- and like all the people there. And they're like, you know, you can't take that. You can't buy that. So they were, like, understandably kind of upset about that. Um, and they, like, talked to, like, the, like, like higher-up people about it. And they weren't giving them a straight answer and yeah, I mean, I think it's just crazy. Like you're banning, like they aren't releasing a list. They like the people that this person spoke to would refuse to like specify what items they were banning and no news sources saying what items are being banned. Uh, so I think that's ridiculous to ban a scrunchie with like the lesbian flag on it. That's so fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm reading, and like I said, like Sophie said, we don't know exactly what's being removed from the shelves, but these items literally say stuff that are like, respect gay people, you know, or like transphobia is bad. Like the stuff that Target is selling is very like straightforward, you know, like love is love kind of content, wholesome stuff that, you know, it's just, they're just shirts. They're just shirts. And the videos that are coming out right now of, right-wing people going to target with their phones screaming their heads off at employees calling them you know satanic and groomers all the you know it's abuse that the target employees are getting abuse so i i did see an article here that's saying that the the designer of a lot of these uh lgbtq items eric carnell um it sounds like he he when he got the news that the items were being taken off the shelves on Target, he was actually relieved because even though he was super excited to have his items at Target, which he he knew was going to make a lot of gay and trans people feel more comfortable and more accepted, because he, Eric Carnell, the designer, and a bunch of Target employees were getting so many violent threats, 
he was relieved the items were being taken down because he was starting to worry for his own life. So, you know, I, I know we just talked about like economic terrorism where Republicans were so eager to cut food stamps, they almost sent this entire country into recession. You also have this other side of the, the Republican terrorism coin going on right now, which is stop, stop treating, you know, trans people and gay people equally or else we're going to actually threaten you with vi- like actual violence too. So that's kind of where we're at as a country. It's, and It's really scary. And it worked. They were like Target and their employees and this designer were violently coerced into their demands. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, Kayo. And it's especially disturb it's especially disturbing to me because I've seen criticisms of Target's Pride collection in the past. There's like a viral video of a guy saying like, oh, don't you know you're selling like satanic stuff to like someone working like at Target and the Target person's being funny and like like owning them basically. But that was sort of the extent of it, right? Like, I have never seen so many companies who for years have been vocally supportive of LGBTQ people. Like, we saw a lot of, like, rainbow washing, like, I think in, like, the 20, like, the, like, later, latter half of the 2010s. Um, Like, a lot of, like, gay pride support. Uh, And now it seems like all of these like people are caving to right wing demands um, because because of the current po- political social climate and it actually really scares me <laughs> a lot like it really freaks me out yeah yeah and another thing that's so interesting about this whole spectacle too is besides how violent and scary it is is a lot of it as Sophie was saying is completely based off disinformation and conspiracies because the 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 concern for a lot of these right-wing people at least what they're saying i think it's actually a lie they were they were saying they were using children they were saying they're defending children that's kind of like their excuse that's bullshit now that's what that's people. bullshit that's that's like the classic thing that these people say when when oh it's, no it's, it's, it's a dog it is, it's, it's a dog bullshit. whistle for like homophobes and transphobes yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I want to be just crystal clear so everyone understands. None of the stuff at Target being sold was being marketed to kids. They were being they were being marketed just as There's t-shirts for adults for everybody. There's literally a pride section in Target. That's like it's a separate thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, t- Target is saying your you know, or not, I'm sorry. Target is just selling these just general vague love is love t-shirts to anybody who wants to buy them not being marketed at kids and then you have these you know facebook memes going around right wing groups saying oh my goodness target is trying to sell satanic gay stuff to your kids which is not true it's actually just so, it's not so true so more so much for the free market so much for the free market guys yeah exactly exactly it's 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 incredibly hypocritical so much for free speech so much for the free market and you know the ironic thing is by trying to violently coerce stores from selling these things so you don't have kids aware that gay people exist you are actually trying to groom children into being straight which you can't do by the way you can't force someone who's gay to be straight but the the irony is the grooming going on here is coming from the right wing who are using death threats to get their way i mean groomers are everywhere 
it's not it's usually not trans well anyone can be a groomer right but it's a complete conspiracy theory like bullshit excuse to be homophobic and transphobic a lot of those people are projecting i think i I think a lot of these like right-wing people are pedophile (laughs) you know what i mean or they're the people they support are absolutely absolutely they need to look they need to look inward yeah i agree it's bullshit they don't they really don't care about children they don't they don't give a fuck about children that's just what they tell themselves or that's what they use to to achieve what they want to achieve because they're homophobic and transphobic this is how gay people were branded in this the the 50s and 60s and 70s before like stonewall and even after of course but like like gay people were branded as pedophiles they're like you can find like footage of informational like videos and instruct like videos of like old like propaganda videos of like old men preying on young boys and like like at, like basically psas to like young boys like be careful yeah, like yeah. the homosexual pedophile will get you you know it's disgusting and this is this is nothing new but there was a period of relief from that like in you know re- more recent years with like the success of the gay rights movement and the success of gay marriage being legalized and gender affirming care being more available and more the trans people being more visible and now it feels like we're going back to that and it really freaks me out yep yep the only thing i can say that's kind of hopefully maybe a little optimistic is i think if someone's on the fence if they're a moderate, if they're, you know, maybe even like a little conservative, but they're kind of on the fence about, you know, trans rights, LGBTQ rights. Um, and they see a video of some crazy right-wing lunatic screaming death threats at Target employees because of a t-shirt that says love is love. Um, I think that strategy that the right wing has right now is going to come back and bite them in the ass because I think most people can see this for what it is. Um, I hope so. I hope so. Well, I look, I just remember 20 years ago, like the, like the idea of like a gay Republican was just such a contradiction because it's like, why would any gay person be? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's true. And and now, and now I see that too. It's really freaky. Well, I think now there's a ton of gay Republicans though, you know, like, yeah, and that's because they've sort of achieved like they can get married now, so they don't they're not actually invested in like yeah. helping other LGBT people. So I just want to say though, this might sound crazy, but there might be a time maybe 20 years from the future where there's a hell of a lot of trans republicans. I mean, they do exist, but I I know what you're saying like they're not like being yeah. It's, that's that's actually a good sign that they've been accepted into society. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Like I think there's always going to be, unfortunately, I don't think it's ever the fight's ever going to end. There's unfortunately always going to be people on the right who are really hateful towards people who are different than them. That's just the nature of like the right wing ideology. But I just want to lay it out that we've been here before. We saw a lot of awesome progress. Um, I know we've, it feels like we've backtracked, but. I I'm I, I I overall if I had to put my money on it I think in the long run it's going to be an issue where people 
are going to make good we're going to make good progress on getting people to be more accepting generally of lgbtq people slowly but surely is my my guess i could be wrong i hate to say it i could be wrong but that's my that's where that's just kind of just how i've seen this issue play out before i think we'll get there again hope so i hope so too and yeah so speaking of other bad stuff do you want to uh, talk about Ron DeSantis running for president? Yeah, yeah. Hi. So that was that was another big ish, uh, item in the news this week, which was um, Ron DeSantis and formally announced he was running for president. Ron DeSantis's poll numbers have like fallen so much. Trump has just gotten way ahead of him in the Republican primary. So he he took a sweet 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 time announcing yeah. his run. So yeah, yeah, because you know it's just it's like. Dude is just literally just trying to be a mini mini Trump, but he's just like not as funny as Trump, basically. So, um, like it seems like Ron DeSantis was initially, you know, could be seen like, oh, maybe he can be like the guy who bridges the gap between t- Trump and moderation. But it seems like Ron DeSantis he like pivoted to trying to be even more crazy and more anti LGBTQ and offensive than Trump. But, anyways, Ron DeSantis announced he's running for president, and he did it officially on twitter on the twitter what is it the twitter live feature the twitter spaces you know twitter spaces he did it formally through twitter spaces that's so stupid i'm sorry like that's yeah so yeah and so you know i listened into it and you know i i I, when i initially heard that ron desantis was going to be doing this with Elon Musk in tw- on Twitter Spaces, I thought like, you know, that might might kind of work out for him because he's kind of getting an endorsement from Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a highly respected, you know, figure, especially among the right wing. Maybe that you know, maybe an Elon Musk endorsement for Ron DeSantis could be the big boost to get him like kind of sprinting and possibly have a chance of you know catching up to to Trump, but. I don't think I need to say very much when I say, you know, that this was actually a horrible idea that backfired for anybody who listened in <laughs> onto the on the Twitter yeah. spaces because the first like 20 minutes, 30 minutes of this announcement was just fumbling back and forth of troubleshooting to get the live to, the the space to work. That's so funny. Because there was just silence on the microphone, you know, half a million people joined the space, not wasn't working, audio issues. Just a disaster made Elon Musk look like a jackass, made Ron DeSantis look like a jackass, you know, because, you know, Elon Musk just cut a huge amount of Twitter employees. Obviously, their website is not working as well as it used to. Um, And the weird thing is, is once Ron DeSantis got talking, it was a weird thing because it was like this kind of like conversation between Ron DeSantis Elon Musk and David Sachs. David Sachs, some like right wing entrepreneur that like no one besides extremely online right wing people know. And I was exp- I was thinking, you know, if this is Ron DeSantis announcing his run for presidency. It would be like Ron DeSantis would be the alpha male in the room, and Elon Musk and everybody else would be like really, you know, boosting Ron DeSantis. But it really felt that like. It was kind of like an equal conversation between Ron DeSantis and like these Elon Musk and Robert Sachs. It's like who the or David Sachs, who the hell is David Sachs? 
Ron just, Elon Musk is getting like a ton of talk time right now, and it seems like more of an Elon Musk event. Yeah. And Ron, De- Ron DeSantis fell in the background of his own event. L. Trump would never let that happen. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's why he's not going to succeed. No, no. It was it was actually like shockingly incompetent from Ron DeSantis. Um really really strange. Really really strange. Like this is stuff that is just like n- no one besides really online like right-wing people who listen to a lot of weird right-wing podcasts are going to understand right. what the hell is and going th- on here. And 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 if you think that's bad, and if you think that's embarrassing, wait till you see what Donald Trump posted on his Instagram. Cuz that's a Everyone whole- that's yeah everyone go right now and please go everyone go into his reels. Look, look into his reels you'll see a video of a fake twitter space with ron DeSantis, george soros the fbi <laughs> um hitler and the devil <laughs> oh god it's so and bad. we're gonna Is be honest someone you else know, in there too i can't remember oh there was a schultz i think is like the president of germany right now just he was in there i don't think he had I much to it was say someone, some other dictator i can't remember but i could be wrong anyway uh it is like the most insane thing ever yeah like i was like crying laughing at it actually like i really was I, I hate to say it, but it's probably the funniest thing any person has ever done in history. And I hate to give that to Trump. Yeah, but true. It was literally true. it was literally that funny where I was like, I am so angry how funny it is. Because it's like they're fu- like they're, there's Elon Musk, Ron DeSantis. They're like fumbling around like around. And then like <laughs> the devil like, like calls everyone in the team or everyone in the, the Twitter space gay. And then, like Hitler starts like yelling in German and like freaking out, <laughs> and then, and then, oh my god, this th- and is then, so do- and th- insane. And then Donald Trump pops into the chat and says, <laughs> "Like, devil, you're in hell. Hitler is in hell too. Oh yeah." And then Dick Cheney was in there <laughs> coughing the entire time. Oh yeah, Trump Dick was Cheney like, was in there. Dick Trump, Cheney was in there. Trump was like, "Dick Cheney, it sounds like you're going to be joining Hitler soon." And Ron DeSantis, <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass or whatever. Something like that. Oh, my like, God. The crazy, like, like you, you have to watch it to believe you, it. Who, no one could make this up except, like, I, it's something, like, straight out of, like, a, a salad snake meme. You know what I mean? Like, that. those, like, kind of, like, edgy 14-year-old boy, like, 4chan adjacent, like, meme pages that are, like, cancerous memes. Like, that's what it felt like to me. And the fact that, like, the former president of the United States was posting this was just, like, I, I, <laughs> it was just, it was really something else. So, you guys gotta see it. Like, just watch it. It's so, it's, like, it's, like, on a, it's unlike anything you've ever seen. I think that, I think like major publications like the New York Times and stuff missed an opportunity for an incredible headline. Kyle, which you got to pitch your story. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Former president, or I'm sorry, Donald Trump calls Ron DeSantis gay. Because <laughs> that's what happened. Like that is like, the, that is the, what is it? That's the lead. Trump literally insulted Ron DeSantis by calling him gay. Which is like a middle school yeah, playground true. It's insult. Like, exactly. Just like, and that's like the kind of thing that like people who would call someone gay like that are the kind of people who like consume memes like this. You know what I mean? So it makes it even exactly. funnier. It it's felt like, it's like such it was, like a yes. teenage boy, like tween boy, like humor. 
Yes. So that's the headline. So Donald Trump called Ron DeSantis gay, not like like legitimately calling him, oh, I think you like men. It's like, no, 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 no. no. I'm gay. calling you gay. Like, yeah, you're don't so be gay, gay, you know, like, or whatever. That, you're so gay. Like, yeah. yeah. That that kind of that was what Which happened. Which is obviously gross and bad, but it's just shocking. It's just it's it's absolutely shocking. And to be entirely clear. Ron DeSantis, like, got his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it was, like, such a, like, uh, Ron DeSantis set himself up. Like, if we and- liked Trump, like, imagine, like, how excited we would be if we were, like, mega. Like, that would be such an own. Like, I wish Joe Biden yeah. could own Trump like that. That'd be so awesome. You know what I mean? That would be very, but, like, very awesome. Joe Biden just doesn't have the meme power that Trump has, unfortunately. Like he has, he does have some meme potential. Like he really does. Like soda, um, meme magic. There's a lot of yeah. No, there's he has it. He definitely has it. But he would never post what Trump just posted. It's probably honestly, so if I hate to say it though, it's probably to his advantage. It's yeah, no, no it's true. It's true. It's to his general advantage, but maybe for like Gen Z people or like who don't yeah, yeah. give a fuck. Like, it would be great content to see Joe Biden like post a clip of like he's playing like Call of Duty. <laughs> those, and then, like, have you seen those just, before? Like Trump. the fake yeah, call yeah. it. Yeah, that would. If I were yeah. a social media intern for the Biden campaign, that's what I would do. I love it. I just picturing like Joe Biden, and then on the like he's on his computer with his headset on, and then at the bottom right corner is like Fortnite, you know. <laughs> and like I know there's AI generated stuff that does this, but we need Joe Biden to actually do it, and that'll yeah. that'll get his approval rating up. True. You know, and like true. I, I want to see him. I want to see him do a Fortnite tea bag on Donald Trump <laughs> after sniping him or something. Oh my god. Like Trump's like fallen body, and then he's like doing like the on like that dance on him on his dead body. That's that would be epic. Sorry, that was kind of violent, but I meant in Fortnite, not in real life. No, I'm not Kathy Griffin. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So that was literally insane, and this is like this is the stage we're at right now in in 2023 with with as far as like political p- strategy. We'll see how it pays off. We'll see how it pays off. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I, uh, I know I've said this before, but the fact that there's like a solid like 40% chance that Trump is president again um, is like is something that like you can't even grasp. It's just like you just yeah. it just doesn't feel it's just like it does not it's like there's no way. There's I, no I way. Just like I can't go through that again. I it was like the thought of waking up in twenty twenty four and he's our president again is just like Yeah. You, it's just something that's so horrifying to think about you can't like, even Yeah, for real. You can't even think about it. It's like it, your brain can't comprehend it. It's like trying to like just comprehend how big the universe is. You can't your brain can't do it. Because exactly. it's so crazy. Exactly. Anyway, do you want to get into the final topic briefly, the the Barbie soundtrack? Yes, let's get it going. All right, so this is just a little quick tidbit. I have been excited for the Barbie movie for a long, long time, and this is this movie has been in the works for like 
probably 10 years now. And I've been super excited for years and years for this. And I remember like last year, early in the podcast, there was like kind of news about it more like coming out and like we were seeing like behind the scenes photos. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a big deal, you know, for me anyway, for women, it's a big deal for the gays and the LGBTs, you know? Um, yes. And they just released a soundtrack today. And I mean, not today, sorry, recently. And, um, I'm going to read off the list, um, for Barbie, the album. And this just a just a reminder that the film comes out July twenty first, so that's pretty soon. That's in like two ish months, I think. Um, so, are you yes. ready for? The, have you took taken? Have you looked at the list yet? I have looked at the list. I haven't. Is is it out? Out? Like, can you listen to it? No, no. But the list is out. So I'm gonna read the list out for our listeners, and then maybe Kyle, we can kind of just discuss what we think and. If we're excited or not for this. I'm down. Uh, soundtrack wise. Um, so first we're Ava Max, Charlie XCX, Dominic Fike, <laughs> Dua Lipa, 50-50. I don't know what I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. Is that I don't know if that's K-pop or not. Gail, who's the person who sings A, B, C, D, E, F, U. I hate that song, so I'm not happy about that. Haim, Ice Spice. Kali, I don't know, I don't know who that is. Uh, Carol G, then there's Khalid, I know who that is. Lizzo, Nicki Minaj, Pink Pantheress, Ryan Gosling, who is Ken, um, Tame Impala, and the Kid Leroy. Um, I yeah okay so Fifty Fifty is a K-pop group. I don't know like I don't know how pervasive like the soundtrack is gonna be. You know what I mean, like. Because yeah. some of this is exciting and some of it is, like, catastrophic to me. That's how I feel right now. I'm just going to go ahead and say I think the Minions soundtrack was more exciting than this one. Yeah, no, it's true. I, I agree. Except when we saw the Minions movie, though, they did not, like, deliver on, like, what we thought. No. No, they didn't. Yeah, so this is something we said last time. So, and I think it's it's holds still for the Barbie movie, and hopefully we see more of it. You know, the truth is, is that musicians, they don't make that much money. Movie studios have a ton of money. Paying a bunch of famous artists to make an album for your movie, you know, it's going to cost you a lot of money, but it's not going to cost you that much money in the grand scheme of things, and it seems to me to build a ton of hype. So Yeah, I feel like, like this, I've noticed I'm that seeing as a this, trend. Yeah, like, I think it's a smart idea, like, you know, yeah, these are very like trendy artists. Like, before it was like, oh, like, Lord is going to have a song on the Hunger Games soundtrack. And it's just like one person. You know what I mean? And now yeah, suddenly yeah. it's like a bunch of like stars. I'm excited for, let's see, who am I excited for? I, I'm excited for Charlie XCX. Maybe Dua Lipa. Maybe Haim. Maybe Ice Spice. I, maybe Nicki Minaj, maybe Pink Panther. Wait, didn't didn't the Dua Lipa song already come out though? That may have already come come out because I know that I haven't listened to that. So maybe yeah, maybe it came out. I think out. that I think that one I think that one already dropped, which I haven't. I yeah, have that also one already came out. 
Yeah, it's a disco song, so okay, well, which I guess makes sense. I like disco, so maybe I'll like it. I like I did like her song, her album Future Nostalgia, just as like a fun thing to listen to. I like not really a fan of Dua Lipa, but like I thought it was a kind of a fun album. Um, so oh yeah. yeah, also too the the movie studio also makes revenue from the streams from the album too. So it's like you know even outside of getting you hype from the from the movie, it's also just like a profitable endeavor anyways. So I think it's yeah we'll probably see smart. more of it honestly. Yeah. yeah. So honestly, like how do you actually feel though about packing a bunch of celebrities into a soundtrack like as a like listener like as like a consumer like do you find it like kind of annoying gimmicky like what do you think uh i mean i i mean i guess i like it you know i generally like it i mean i thought it was funny for the minions because it was kind of a wholesome movie right barbie is also kind of a wholesome thing i think it depends on the movie because if it's gonna be like i don't know some random dumb movie i don't know I, I feel like a lot of these artists I'm looking at on this list are pop stars that are playful and like make music already kind of influenced by somewhat of like a Barbie aesthetic already in Defin- a way, def- you know? Definitely, definitely. So I'm totally cool with it. These are all a bunch of pop stars. I honestly don't get, I'm not excited by this list at all. I don't really care that much about any of these artists, frankly. Yeah, I'm. some of them like... I don't know, maybe Charlie XCX the most. Um. Yes, yeah. So, um, I like, like I said, I like the Minions one more. I am interested to see the Ryan Gosling song. Right, because he, he can sing and yeah, perform. Yeah. So, yeah, me too. I am, I'm actually excited for that out of curiosity. Um, and I did notice that the soundtrack kind of does reflect the film. In that there's like a ton of celebrities in this, like, well, uh, yes, celebrities are in movies, but like, there's a lot of like cameos in this movie, um, like playing different Barbies. Like Kate McKinnon is in this. Like there are a lot of like celebrities. Like this is like a star-studded cast, including the soundtrack, with like the the cast as well. So, um, I I I don't know. I feel like it could either be a hit or a miss. And if it's a miss, I feel like it's gonna be really oh. disappointing. Wait, you know what's going to be a banger, though? What? Is Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice Barbie World featuring Aqua. Oh, I did see that. You know, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. That classic Aqua song. In a Barbie I will yeah. never forget. I was in middle school. And before class, we had this thing called advisory. And I was in the theater kid advisory because I was in theater. Yeah, surprise. Um, and... Uh, one time, like, I don't know why I did this, but, like, there was, like, we could sometimes, like, put music on, and I put on that song, like, Barbie Girl, like, Aqua, um, and I got in so much trouble from, like, my theater director, because I was, like, singing to it and dancing it, because he hated that song. He's like, I hate that song. I'm like, bro, let me live. Like, this song is epic. Stop being a smexist. So... Yeah. Mm. random anecdote from my life sorry mr smith if you're listening anywho so this movie comes out in like what, like a month and a half yeah a little over that like close more close to two yeah like a month and three weeks i think and we're yeah. we're definitely gonna review it um i'm so so oh, excited for this i'm so excited oh, yeah. sorry oppenheimer i'm really excited for this movie 
it's going to be, like I said, it's been in the works forever and I'm really excited for it. So yeah. Anything else, Kyle? Alrighty. I think we're at no, the, no, kind of at the end of the episode. Yeah. Kind of just a fun cultural event. Every, you know, lots of people waiting for the movie. So, and the album, I feel like is kind of a nice little cherry on top. Indeed. Um, all right. Nothing else from me. Well, thank you all for listening so much. Make sure to check out our Patreon. Just take a look. It really helps. Um, and make sure to rate and uh, subscribe, whatever you do on the podcast thingy. Um, and we shall see you in another episode. This has been Base News Network. Bye. Bye.